Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host, Jim Taddy. Welcome aboard, episode 24 of Leaf Sky. Jim Taddy with you for the next 40 minutes or so. Our guests today are Rob Leth, freelance reporter in Toronto, and Bob McGill, former Leafs defenseman and currently covering the Leafs for Leafs Nation Network. Before we get going, 68 teams started the tournament and only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of action. Bet $1 in any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. So here's the new equation. $1 becomes 100 So pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100, and all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Here is the call to action. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. I like that equation. It might be my favorite. $1 becomes $100 if you make the right selection. So use the code THPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well, let's get with the Leafs story. Big win on Wednesday night, 3-1 in Winnipeg against the Jets. Jack Campbell, pretty solid in goal. So here are my takeaways from that performance. The top six dominant in this game, very noticeable, shift by shift. And what you noticed on each of the top six forward units, and that'll be Hyman playing with Matthews and Marner and Galchenyuk with Tavares and Nylander was the left side. Hyman won all those one-on-one battles. Galchenyuk, an energy booster, if you will, the energizer bunny motivating Tavares to bigger and better things. I mean, the energy that Galchenyuk plays with is very noticeable. And then there's Alex Kerfoot with a shorthanded goal. Uh, this was a really good effort by the Leafs. Good physical play, good offensive zone pressure, good offensive zone physicality. And they really, I mean, the 3-1 score is flattering. If that power play works, we're talking a different story. So we've got some extensive coverage now. We're going to do an overview, starting with Rob Leth, freelance reporter in Toronto. Rob, I thought the win last night in Winnipeg was uh, similar. The, the Wednesday night win was similar to how they played 
in Edmonton in those three games, but but maybe even more impressive because I th- I thought physically they were able to control the Jets, which you weren't able to say the last uh, series they played against Winnipeg. Would you agree? Yeah, and they really set the tone in the first period, especially with the top line of Matthews, Marner, and Hyman getting those two early goals, out shooting the Jets 14-6 to and really making a statement. And Zach Hyman himself, uh, what a job he's done uh, on every line he's been on this season, but especially last night on the top line, six shots in the opening period, matching the entire total of the Jets team. You like a guy who's a developing story, and that would be Zach Hyman going back to when he first debuted with the Leafs. Every year there's another layer, and now it's at the point where the layer that he's developing now is game-breaking. It's marvelous to watch, isn't it? Yeah, and he's one of those players that Sheldon Keith can really put out in any single situation have complete trust in him. Uh, he just does everything right, and he has the work ethic, and he goes hard to the net, and he's got some skill too, and it's just a perfect combination in any position that Sheldon Keith puts him in. I keep going over this. So I've done the trade deadline discussion on the podcast and, and other segments and, and a bit of it uh, before you got on. Uh, when I look at the Leafs now, because they're totally healthy, which you can't predict, but in a totally healthy situation, I really love the flexibility of literally every forward they have. They can mix and match with just about anybody. And the blue line's never been a problem all year for me. The goaltending is a health concern but I'm just trying to figure out what they would add. And I've, I've gone, I've downgraded from, you know, I think we talked about Nick Foligno before. So I've downgraded off Nick Foligno to a depth player that would be useful in the situation of an injury or some sort of a matchup that, that we can't foresee in the playoffs. And maybe that's even deep in the playoffs. And that's all I can come up with. What about you? Yeah, I was thinking for the last couple of weeks, I probably needed another top six forward, but I'm not sure how you do that with the salary cap implications that we've talked about before. But yeah, when this team is healthy, maybe you're thinking top nine forward and not just top six, right? Because so many of the forwards are interchangeable and can go on any line. And you look at a guy like Wayne Simmons, um, who hasn't been scoring since coming back. And he admitted that it's been hard for him to shoot coming back from the broken hand. He's only going to get better. Um, Galchenyuk is looking really good to me and really dangerous. He hasn't scored yet, but he's getting the chances, and you feel like it's only a matter of time for him. And it just seems like that, you know, when this team is healthy, they have all the pieces. And when you're adding, it is just depth, I would say. Yeah, and I guess we'll get a a read when the April 12th deadline happens as to what the Leafs are thinking. Uh, Clearly, they have to free up some money to sign Hyman, but that's a summer and and next year problem. And you wonder if they would tackle that and the moment right now, but, but I don't, I don't really see the need to subtract. And Kerfoot was a guy that, that people mentioned as possible trade material before, but, but I kind of like his flexibility and, and the many situations he plays in. And I'm not convinced that if, uh, if you moved him out, it would be for salary concerns, of course, and the guy you bring back would be on an expiring contract, but I'm not convinced the guy you bring back would be as versatile. I'd be a little afraid of that trade now. Yeah, and Kerfoot, I thought, played probably his best game of the year last night. Um, he was dangerous all night long, and he had that great shorthanded goal. Uh, and it really is amazing. The one thing that this team is struggling with is the power play. Uh, another 0 for 5 last night. They're 0 for their last 23, and over that stretch have scored two shorthanded goals, <laughs> including that one by Kerfoot. Um, if this team can just get the power play going, I, I don't see how they can be stopped. Yeah, so let's talk about the power play because they have puck control. That's not the issue. Um, just not getting shots and, and staying to the outside. And and really, it's it's sort of dormant in that it's not breaking down the coverage. Now, 
you know, th those are easy things to say. I don't know how you correct that. And then the talent's there to do it. I think the answer to the power play is puck movement and just moving it a lot quicker. It seems like they're too deliberate with the passes. They're going too slow. And when someone gets the puck, they're, they're taking too long to, to figure out what they want to do. And I think that's, that's the skill aspect with this team that you have so many talented guys. They're trying to do too much. And you see the jets last night, they just send it back to the point. Stasny's in front. Jack Campbell can't see the shot and it goes in the top corner. Sometimes you just have to simplify it, get it back to the point hammer it on net and have a guy like uh, Hyman or Wayne Simmons in front causing all kinds of trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. And and actually that's what they were doing before Simmons got injured, right? Yeah. And you have those guys who are fearless in front of the net, take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, I guess maybe that, you know, when the guy's out, when Simmons is out of the lineup, they, they go another way and it just takes time for that to work out. But I mean, clearly when you talk about this Leafs team, if you could add a power play goal per game, to what they're doing, that would be awesome. I mean, they would be dominant. Well, last night they had that two nothing lead in the first period, but they also had three power plays. They had the opportunity to put the Jets away before the first intermission and weren't able to do it. But um, you know, kudos to them for locking it down and playing a strong defensive game. And Jack Campbell is now seven and zero on the season, and I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So let me ask you the grand question: uh, When you look at the Leafs roster, totally healthy. And that's that's a bit of a stretch given the goaltending situation. What are your concerns? Um, well, it is goaltending, right? Um, yeah. Only be well, partially because of injuries, and partially because we haven't seen Freddie Anderson play at the top of his game, and maybe that is because of his lower body injury. But the big question right now, with everyone else being healthy, is Freddie Anderson coming back and seeing what he can do, and if Jack Campbell can continue what he's doing and play in back-to-back -back games. And it's an interesting scenario because um, they're, they're, they both have lower body injuries. Both seem to not do well when they're playing a lot. So they have to be spotted. And the Freddie Anderson thing may actually be a little more serious. We don't know, but, but he's sort of out of the mix right now. And, and having said that, this is not an issue that you solve at the trade deadline. I don't, I don't know how that they have to sort of find their way through this. I, I don't know exactly how, not knowing the state of the injuries, but, but they do have to find a way through it, don't they? Yeah, and the only way you really solve it is if you get clarity on Freddie Anderson and for whatever reason he has to go on long-term injury and then you have to replace him and you probably have some salary cap relief with him going on uh, the long-term. But obviously you don't want that to happen. You want him to come back and be healthy and be that guy that we've seen in the past who goes on long stretches of being one of the best goalies in the NHL. Okay, are you ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those listening on earbuds, wired or wireless, time now for the Leafs Guy edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. Producer Mike, you could throw on some dramatic music, please. Thank you very much. That's a good choice. Yes Guy, No Guy, number one. You are absolutely concerned about the goaltending health. Yes, guy. Um, I don't know how you can't be at this point. Jack Campbell is 7-0 on the season and played really well, but has shown that he can't play in back-to-back -back games at the moment. Uh, he said he felt great after the game last night. We'll see if he plays in the second game against Winnipeg. And if he doesn't, the concerns remain. And obviously, we don't know what's going on with Freddie Anderson. And, you know, quite frankly, if both those guys were healthy based on the amount of games that they have to play and the amount of nights, that would be a nice rotation, a one-two punch, but they don't, they don't have access to it right now, so we'll see. Yes, guy, no guy number two. Hyman and Galchenyuk should stay exactly where they are on those lines. That's Those two ads and, and shuffles by the Leafs coaching staff are should be permanent. 
Yes, Guy, especially Hyman on the top line with uh, Matthews and Marner. They've got the combination of speed, skill, and grit and are getting the job done. Two big goals last night. And Galchenyuk is looking uh, really good with John Tavares, I would say, especially on some quick drop passes, getting some shots on goal. I believe he hit a post last night and uh, is looking dangerous. The, uh, the only way I would replace him on the second line right now is if they did do something at the trade deadline and improved upon that. Yes Guy, No Guy number three, the final Yes Guy, No Guy for this particular segment. Leafs must add a defenseman and a forward at the deadline. No guy. I think uh, you do one or the other and get the best player you can with the uh, the salary cap being what it is. And I think if they could do one or the other, um, I think preferably a forward, at, um, you know, adding to the depth. I think the defense has been great all season long. And as far as puck control goes and shots on goal and limiting the damage against, I think the defense is just fine if they stay healthy. Okay, so that, that creates the, uh, sort of a supplemental yes guy, no guy. Yes, Guy, no guy. You are happy with the Leaf defense as it stands right now. Yes, Guy. Um, being healthy and doing what they're doing. Hall and Muzzin as a shutdown pair are great. Um, Morgan Riley is an offensive threat playing with TJ Brody, who has come as advertised. And, uh, you know, whoever fills out the, the final two, um, I think is almost irrelevant right now. The, everyone playing in the bo uh, bottom two has done the job all season long. Very good. Thanks very much, Rob. Here is interview number two. This is Bob McGill, former Leafs defenseman, now works for Leafs Nation Network. And again, it's about the Jets game on Wednesday night, looking ahead to the Jets game on Friday night, and also some trade deadline banter. All right, Bobby, what'd you make of the Leafs win last night? I thought it was a pretty solid effort top to bottom. Yeah, you know what, Jimmy? It's interesting because, uh, you know, we talked about it on our show yesterday. I said, you know, it's interesting because you go back to sort of, uh, you know, mid-February, uh, Montreal uh, was hosting the Maple Leafs and uh, they were four points back of uh, the Leafs thinking, okay, we've got a chance to uh, close with them too and we're going to have an opportunity here in the near future to get the top spot in the North Division. Well, the Leafs, uh, with a huge road victory and haven't seen Montreal Canadiens since that point. Uh, and then you go back to uh, the end of February where uh, they are get ready to roll into a three-game set in Edmonton and uh, uh, just two points ahead of the Oilers with three games in Edmonton. And uh, lo and behold, they have their three probably best games of the season. And uh, they have, uh, you know, have stayed on the top of the division then. And here we go again. Uh, they come into Winnipeg on uh, Wednesday evening, uh, just one point ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. And I said yesterday, it's going to be a statement game for the Leafs. They are going to come out and uh, I believe play a solid game and retain that top spot in the North Division. And lo and behold, they did just that. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, Austin Matthews, uh, after that, uh, you know, lull where he didn't score for six games, has goals in three consecutive games, and he got that top line rolling again. And 
some uh, solid defensive play. Again, they're holding clubs, you know, the last three games, twice against the Oilers, 20, 23, uh, now 20, what, four or five shots again last night against uh, defensively. Uh, I just like the, the way this hockey club sort of bands together uh, when it really needs to. And uh, again, last night, uh, very much deserved a victory because of the way they performed on the ice at the MTS Center in Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of elements that happened last night that would take me back to the three games they won in Edmonton. And one of them would be um, the, like the full roster participating, the, the yeah. support for each other. They play for each other. When one line rolls over, it takes up what the other line did before. I mean, there's a, there's a really nice concert happening there, isn't there? Well, it really is, Jim. And I, and I think it's funny because, you know, I've uh, been on lots of different teams. And, uh, you know, like I can say, uh, you know, the closest knit team I ever played on was, you know, back in Chicago where, you know, we went to the conference finals in 89, went to the conference finals in 90. We won the President's Trophy in 91. And uh, that was the tightest group of guys I ever played with. And, uh, you know, we tripped on the carpet and lost in the first round, but the Hawks went to the finals the next year. Uh, I, I got taken by you know, San Jose in the expansion draft, so I wasn't there. But, uh, you know, uh, this Maple Leafs team, I mean, right from the get-go, you know, in the summer they brought in Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons and Bergosian and whatever. And, and you know, you see the camaraderie and you really see how tight this group is. And, you know, and it's all about playing for each other. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that, where, you know, this group, uh, when they play their best hockey, you can see it where it's like, okay, boys, let's go. Let's get going. And it's you roll one line after another. You play six defense. Everybody gets involved. Everybody's making a contribution. And as a result, when they do that, they're a darn good hockey club, and they proved it again last night. Yeah, and so, you know, now that they're healthy, you can see – you know, especially the forward unit didn't have any problem with the defense before, but the forward unit has its own chemistry and it's got the flexibility. I mean, literally, you could use about three different job functions for each one of those forwards. They can mix and match. And, and I like that. Having said that, you know, all that talk about bringing in a, a top seven guy, somebody who can play in the third line and move up. That might be a little drastic. I wouldn't want to mess with this chemistry. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're the general manager of, a, of any hockey club, uh, you know, your job is to always look into and, and uh, uh, you know, see what's available, if it can make your hockey club better. And right. uh, Kyle Dubas is going to leave no stone unturned, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, the big thing is, uh, again, is it's got to make sense. But, uh, I mean, more than anything, like a lot of teams right now, uh, that are struggling for where are you going to fit a guy in with the money, with the way the, the cap situation is. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing with every club here as we move closer and closer to now, what, 11 days uh, from the trade deadline on April 12th, uh, who's going to have or be able to make a deal where they can, you know, move some money out and to bring uh, that X player in who can fit within the cap restraints that this hockey club is in right now, as uh, like a lot of teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs don't have a lot of wiggle room. So it'll be interesting to see what transpires, but uh, you're right. The chemistry so important, no question. And I really think that this club is a very tight knit group and uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what transpires here from now until the 12th of April. 
Let's talk about the top six. Uh, they were, I'm not going to say missing in action, but not on the scoreboard a bunch until lately. They've returned to form, and I'm going to credit Hyman going up with Matthews and Marner and Galchenyuk being added to Tavares and Nylander. Those guys are perfect fits on the left on the left side for different reasons. Talk about Galchenyuk, what he's added, and Hyman. We always we, we know what he brings to the table, but for yeah. whatever reason, he just he, he's like he's taken it a step further lately, isn't it? Well, you know what, Zach Hyman, you know, it's interesting, Jim, because I remember that, you know, when, when he turned pro and he, you know, went down to the Toronto Marlies and uh, I thought, you know, okay, here's this Toronto kid. Yeah, he played University of Michigan, big numbers his last year at college, but never really, you know, showed. Well, I'll tell you, within the first month of, you know, watching this kid perform daily, uh, you know, I... I, uh, you know, I dubbed him, I said, I called him the chairman of the boards. I mean, because the guy was like, he was tenacious. You got him killing penalties. He could go from in the offensive zone from one corner to the other all along the wall. Like, I mean, he could do everything. And every year he's added another layer to his repertoire. And, uh, oh boy, he has become dominant. And, uh, you know, he could be obviously one of a, a very, very integral part of this hockey club uh, for for uh, to me, it's imperative that they've got to sign this guy, uh, whatever they have to do, because uh, I think that he is so valuable to this club. It's unbelievable uh, what he does. And, uh, you know, let's, you know, you can plug him in on any line and that line instantly becomes like, holy smokes, look at this line. And uh, but uh, at the end of the day, if your top dogs in uh, Matthews and Marner, uh, they just, I think, feel very comfortable and they can play that much more freely when they've got a guy like Hyman on their line because he can, you know, end up where he retrieves pucks for them and, and gets second and third opportunities for those two guys because of his work uh, that he puts in with those two other guys, which is so awesome to see. And, uh, you know, now you talk about line number two, uh, I think uh, Alex Galchenyuk uh, has been one of those situations where, well, okay, he was that third overall pick and uh, everybody's saying, oh, let's throw him on the scrap heap. Well, the Maple Leafs said, you know what? Hey, let's give him a crack here and see if he can fit in with our group. And uh, I think even listening to Coach Keefe uh, over the last week or so here uh, as games now where he's settled in with Tavares and Nylander and starting to find some chemistry there, uh, uh, Keefe even saying he was really surprised that the kid's work ethic and his compete level and uh, the way he skates and gets in and does different things. And I really believe that uh, uh, they've found a guy to to fit in with Nylander and Tavares to hopefully solidify that second line so that here moving forward from now till the end of the regular season to get set for the playoffs, uh, they, they don't have to do so much juggling because I think they finally found a guy to help those two guys out as well. But Bobby, think of when you watch the game and, and so when, when the Matthews line hops over the boards, the first guy you're going to notice is Hyman. And, and when the Tavares line hops over the boards, you, your eye automatically goes to Galchenyuk because these are the guys that are sort of instigators on those lines, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, and I think that that's, you know, in the, in the National Hockey League today, uh, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, using your speed and getting in on the four check and separating people from pucks and then, you know, being able to, to, to allow plays to continue along. And uh, I think that Gelchenyuk, uh, you know, can he watch even a Zach Hyman at practice and go, holy smokes, like I got to take the lead and do what he's doing because if I do that, uh, it's going to give me an opportunity. And, and sometimes, 
you know what, uh, you know, everybody always says, well, you know, when's the light, when's the light switch going to flip on for different guys. Right. And, yeah. you know, maybe uh, this was finally where Alex Galchenyuk is thinking, well, gosh, you know, over the last couple of years, I've gone, you know, from Montreal to Phoenix to, to Pittsburgh, to Minnesota, to Ottawa, to like, okay, maybe this is my last shot. And holy smokes, I better make the best of it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe uh, hopefully this is the case and and the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be uh, the recipients of uh, taking this opportunity and hopefully reviving his career. But it's only going to help here uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey Club, which is a good thing. Well, you know, the guy that I've used as a, as a comparable or comparable for uh, Galchenyuk is, is Dan Cleary in Detroit. This was a, a first-round draft pick, 13th yeah. overall, bounced around, and finally found a role in Detroit after, what, about eight or nine years. Very similar to Galchenyuk, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, let's not forget that, uh, you know, you don't score 30 goals in the National Hockey League by accident. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so obviously he's got the skill to get it done. He scored 20 goals. And, you know, he had a couple of years of 19 uh, also with, uh, with Arizona. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's something where he just got off track. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's funny because this word that I'm going to say is the most used word in sport, but it's the most important word in sports. Confidence. And yeah. he lost his confidence. And, you know, you know, you get traded a couple of times and things don't work out the way you'd like. And all of a sudden, boy, you get down on yourself. And, uh, uh, and next thing you know, you, you lose your way. And uh, I think that uh, the opportunity he's been given here in Toronto, especially on that line with uh, with Tavares and Nylander, I think he's starting to get that confidence back in his game. And if, if he gets it back and all of a sudden he starts to play much like uh, the very young Alex Gelchenyuk, uh, people in Leafs nation are going to be pretty excited about that. Well, let's, let's sort of talk about the confidence because sometimes when you're down on yourself, uh, it's not just you. I mean, you're walking into a situation where you're expected to be the difference maker. And yeah. in some cases you can't do that. In this particular case, he walks into a set structure. So, I mean, that, that sort of simplifies it, doesn't it? Well, it really does uh, because, Hey, we're not asking you to be the savior. We're just asking you to blend in here, help out, try to solidify a line to, to make it so that John Tavares and William Nylander are, start producing on a consistent basis. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I you know, the, the Leafs are, are battling for top spot in the division. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any question that they're a playoff team, but it, this whole season is going to be judged on what they do come after the 8th or 9th or 10th of May when the Stanley Cup playoffs start. Uh, everybody knows uh, that they haven't been able to get by that first round uh, since way back when. And, you know, they've been in the playoffs, you know, for four consecutive years. Uh, but uh, they need to get off the schneid and they need to, you know, get – uh, to that next level of getting out of the first round and then hopefully roll along from there. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's something where uh, you just want to be part of the group to help this team get to where they expect to be. 
You know, the team literally has, has few question marks. The only one that really jumps off the page for me is, is the goaltending, not not due to ability, but due to health. And, and yes. so you've got Campbell and Anderson, and I know there's slightly different injuries. Don't know exactly what they are, but, but they seem to uh, have a problem with consistent work, and that would be troublesome. What's your read on that? Yeah, yeah it's it's concerning. I don't think there's any doubt about it, Jim. Uh, you know, it's, it's something where, you know, Jack Campbell – uh, you know, he, you know, he played that game in Calgary, got hurt, missed a month. Then he comes back and plays one game at Edmonton's out another month. Uh, and then he finally comes back and they say he's 100 percent healthy. And, uh, you know, he plays a couple games. Then all of a sudden can't make the start the other night. Uh, and, you know, can he stay healthy? Uh, I mean, and that is obviously I thought played another very solid game Wednesday night against the Winnipeg Jets. So, I mean, hard to fathom. He's seven and oh, and you look at his save percentage and his goals against is outstanding, but uh, it's that whole durability factor. And uh, Frederick Anderson, uh, you know, there's obviously they're wondering uh, how much longer before he's going to be able to get back into the fold uh, because I don't think there's any two ways about it down the stretch here. Starting today, you've got 20 games in 38 days. You need two goaltenders uh, in yep. the National Hockey League today that are going to be uh, able to consistently back your club to help you win. And uh, I really believe that, uh, you know, they're being super cautious with Frederick Anderson. Uh, and obviously, after last night's game, Friday, there's that other another matchup here Friday night against the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg. And can Jack Campbell come back on Friday night and, and perform again? Let's hope that's the case and that uh, we can say, well, now this injury, he's, he's played through it. He's going to be okay. Uh, let's hope that's the case because, uh, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a battle right to the end for positioning within this North division. And at the end of the day, uh, you don't, I don't think you want to play both Edmonton and Cal and uh, Winnipeg uh, to get by, to get out of the North division. Uh, you would love to be able to finish in the top spot to be able to, you know, because I think it's going to be one, two, three, uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Those are going to be the top three and uh, Montreal, and or whoever might challenge them for that four spot. I think that's the way it's going to shake out when everything's said and done. So ideally you want the top spot so that you don't have to face Edmonton or Winnipeg in that first round uh, because I think, uh, uh, you know, who knows what's going to transpire there because uh, both of those, all three teams, the top three teams in this North Division, I think are are darn good teams, no question about it, especially when you've got that dynamic duo in Edmonton. And uh, and then you look at the Winnipeg Jets, who've got a very strong top uh, group of forwards, no question. And you've got the, the you know, last year's Vesna Trophy winner in Hellebuck as well. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, at the end of the day, goaltending is going to be front and center. And let's just hope that uh, Frederick Anderson can get back to being healthy and uh, him and Jack Campbell can help this club down the stretch here and then into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But even on a one and four with Montreal, you're talking about Carey Price. I mean, there is no free. Yeah, here. you're right. Well, no, I. Hey, anything can happen when the Stanley Cup playoffs start. There is absolutely yeah. no question about it, as it's been proven year after year after year, correct? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's something where, uh, boy, oh, boy, you know, there's uh, there's some great goaltenders in those top four teams. I mean, Mike Smith has been uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, you look at that two-game set. The Oilers were just here this past week, and, uh, you know, uh, they, they had some great goaltending from Mike Smith, but... Uh, you know, uh, 
uh, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, hey, at 40 years of age or whatever he is now, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that down the stretch if he gets too much of a workload. Yep, absolutely. So let's leave on this. Um, as the trade deadline approaches, I think we're looking at, uh, I guess we would assume to be a, a depth forward or depth defenseman. Um, and so let's go back to 1992 when you were added to Detroit at the trade deadline. Um, as a defenseman, how difficult is that to, to sort of find your way with, with a pretty established group? Uh, I think it was pretty easy, actually. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, I went from from worst to first, right? <laughs> went from from San Jose Sharks, uh, who were last in the league, to first place Detroit. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, that was a, a kind of a, it was a, a weird situation for me because my previous, you know, that was my 11th year pro and my first 10 years, you know, played in Toronto and Chicago. And yeah. the arch rival for both clubs were the Detroit Red Wings. And I'll tell you, uh, you think of all the battles over the years uh, against the, the Detroit Red Wings. That was the most crazy moment. Walking into the dressing room, you know, walking in, I got my equipment on my shoulder. And, uh, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? Like, uh, it was kind <laughs> of like one of those things where uh, it was so weird to walk in there. But uh, they really made me feel comfortable. And I think uh, to assimilate, uh, to the to the to the, what was going on within the Red Wings was very easy to do just because I think when you're a good team and you've got a team with terrific structure like I think Sheldon Keefe has here with this Maple Leafs team anybody you bring in I think can fit in there pretty seamlessly uh, pretty quickly uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, they've got a great group of guys but also I think they've got a terrific system in place and I think it'll be easy to jump right in. Let me see if my memory works. Uh, you were paired with Konstantinov, weren't you? Uh, no, I was. Uh, I also played with Nick Lidstrom a little bit, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, and Steve Chason. So uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it was again pretty easy because Konstantinov right shot also. So we both played the same side. So I didn't play with him, but um, you know, you know, talk about tough guys. Uh, you know, probably the toughest player I can say, probably one of the toughest players I ever played against and played with was. Vladimir Konstantinov. And I'll tell you that guy, uh, I mean, I remember, you know, guys, when he first came into the league, guys would shish kebab him and do whatever. And he'd just look at you like, is that all you got? Like, <laughs> and, 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 and he'd come in and play. And it's an absolute, it's absolutely criminal what happened to him after they won that Stanley cup. And uh, he got in that limo accident where, you know, to do the right thing and take a limo. Right. And yeah. gosh, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because uh, uh, that guy, uh, was was such a warrior and, and such a great player. And, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so should the Leafs add a blue liner, do you think? Or do they have enough depth with what they have in the taxi squad? Oh, boy. You know, uh, you know, I mean, it's like uh, it, it's so hard to 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 say, you know, because I, I mean, I, I just I just just think that it's going to be so difficult for everybody, uh, you know, who wants players. What are you willing to to mortgage? Right. Number one. And and I think more than anything, every team that you're looking at what's going on is how are you going to fit? How are you going to fit a guy in? And and that's, you know, so and if you're trying to get somebody who's going to make an impact with your team, well, you know, it, it, they're obviously going to be making some money. Right. So I don't know how, how you work it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it, it's good. It can be just a peace player or a depth guy. Uh, I, you know, I'm at a loss for, you know, who's going to you know, who it's going to be, because obviously, you know, I would be totally speculating and, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite certain that uh, uh, they're not going to tell anybody until we actually see it happen, who it's going to be, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and the way this goes, even with the, with the quarantine cut down to seven well, days now, yeah. I mean, this could go right to April 12th. And I, I, the way I sort of look at it is I'm really happy with what's there when it's all healthy. Yeah. So I, I'd be looking at something in case of injury because I think an injury yeah. would really hurt this team just because of the chemistry. Well, and, and, you know, and, and so many teams, you know, like you look at the, with the, you know, different teams now with real COVID, like look at, look what's transpired in Boston of late, you know, they've got some injuries, but also uh, COVID has hit them and, you know, they're having a difficult time. They've been playing with half a minor league team uh, and, you know, and that's something where uh, I think, you know, everybody's going to be in the same boat as well, Jim. You know, I talked right there about the 20 games now in 38 days. I mean, it's going to be exhausting. It's it's going to be it's going to be absolutely you know so tough on all the players to get through this regular season out, and then all of a sudden, okay, we're going to ready for the playoffs. And guess what? It's another grind. Yeah. So it's going to be a battle of who, when the playoffs start, who's going to be the healthiest team and and being able to reset and get ready for another drive uh, to uh, push through to win a Stanley Cup, which. Uh, obviously, I think whoever wins this year is going to be full marks for winning Stanley Cup this year because I'll tell you, with the way this season's been compressed and then you look to go through four rounds to hoist that trophy, it's going to be well, well deserved. And we'll end on that. Thanks a lot, Bob. Really appreciate it. Last minute of play in this podcast. All right. Thank you, Mike Ross, for that time warning. And so here is the Yes Guy, No Guy Awards for this particular podcast, episode number 24. Yes Guy, No Guy to Zach Hyman, an absolute yes guy. He was a stud in that game against Winnipeg on Wednesday night, really taking the body, an important part of the first goal, and he was in the right spot at the right time for the second goal. And, I mean, this is, this is a, a must thing for the Leafs. They have to keep him with Matthews and Marner. Yes guy, no guy, number two, Galchenyuk, the Energizer Bunny. Oh, boy, does he make Tavares look better. Nylander was already a going concern in terms of he was contributing, but Tavares is back. Galchenyuk is a nice add. Yes guy to Alex Galchenyuk. What about Jack Campbell? Very solid in goal. A yes guy for that performance. A yes guy to the Leafs. Four yes guys. What a way to close it out. Hope you enjoyed episode 24 of Leafs Guy. Hope you come back on Tuesday for episode 25.